Welcome to the Relax Into Love podcast, the place for spiritual, ambitious women to awaken to divine connection within themselves and their partner and manifest their most desired relationship with joy and ease. I'm Teal Elizabeth, your host, a spiritual love and relationship coach trained in the principles of feminine energy, NLP, and deep subconscious reprogramming. And through this podcast, it is my desire to inspire you on all things dating, relationships, and self-love. Now, on to the show. Welcome, ladies, to another episode of the Relax Into Love podcast. I'm actually recording this live on Zoom with such an amazing special guest. Like I have tingles in my heart and soul that I get to have this beautiful guest with me, the lovely Rory Ray of Have the Relationship You Want. Rory, I am so blessed. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's just a thrill to see you like this. <laughs> so a quick backstory for all those ladies that don't know, Rory actually was my coach. I call her my fairy godmother. I actually, I don't know if you know this, Roy, but I, uh, I attributed my book to you in the features section at the beginning because you were that pheno phenomenal in changing my life and giving me perspective shifts that have lasted my lifetime and helped me attract in the love of my life, my now husband of 10 years. And I owe so much to you. So it means so much to me that you're here getting to share your wisdom and brilliance with my beautiful community. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to be crying for the whole oh. experience here. Yeah. You're awesome, my dear. You were awesome the moment you walked in the door and I first met you. And now you're even more awesome because now the world gets to see you. Thank you. Thank you. So we have a very special interview with Rory today where we're really going to dive deep into a lot about how how to really move through relationships once you're in a relationship that might be hitting some snags and struggles because there's a lot of you know beautiful wisdom and guidance around how to get the relationship how to attract the man how to become irresistible but i really want to be able to hear from the veteran right the og <laughs> on how do you maintain and sustain a lasting relationship and i know rory has been with her husband for decades and decades now and uh so that's really what i would love to really dive in on her magic with them for this interview so stay tuned ladies you're going to get a ton of value so i you know just kind of jumping right into women that are listening and that are like yes i want to figure out how to transform my relationship and heal the relationship i have you know what do you think makes women in general in general the most alluring to men like why do men even want to be in relationship with us <laughs> in general well first let me say it's sort of like on the tv shows that you see the streamers and 90 day fiance men are attracted to you because they feel attracted to you that's it and every man is totally different every man has a compendium of feelings he, like his mother is a feeling that he wants and that he doesn't want. Like his father are pheromones and feelings that he wants, familiarity, and he doesn't want. So he will be attracted to and pushing away the same woman over and over again. And if he's attracted to you at a party or in a room full of people or online, that's going to be his totally unique imprint. You cannot imagine what that is. And that's why I love the title of Relax Into Love, is you got to let go of that because the chemistry he feels is something you cannot possibly make happen. 
pretty has nothing to do with it. How you smell, how you taste, how something in your energy field reminds him of something. It's all subconscious. We have no control over it. And as soon as we give that up and start trying to discover who we are and let ourselves come out of our shell so that he can actually, the right man can actually have a so much better sense of us being the right one. In other words, we're mostly just blocking all the Mr. Rights because we're putting out all this perfume that doesn't belong to us. We're smoking, we're drinking, we're just wearing clothes because they're fashionable rather than that they express us. Whatever it is that makes us feel like us and feeling like us, feeling like me is something that I want to talk about a lot these days. We walk around and we don't feel like us. We feel like we're somewhere behind the person that we're presenting. And it's not that we're being fake. It's just another aspect of ourselves that's protective. It's a prettier kind of armor around ourselves. And that blocks the attraction. In other words, we're going around blocking the attraction where the attraction is kind of natural. And my guess is you, every woman out there, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe you look like, feel like, taste like, smell like, whatever your intuition is, whatever your personality is, whatever your brain is, whatever it is you think about yourself that may or may not be attractive or you're wondering, the issue is you need to just be that person that you are that feels like you in order to attract the man who is meant to be attracted to you. Otherwise, you're going to attract people who are attracted to this false self that we're putting out. The person, oh, and oh then God. it's painful. And then we end up in these relationships and wonder why we're there and we're fighting rather than, you know, coexisting in this wonderful space. Yes, I love that. I love that. And that's so powerful. I wonder, though, as women are listening, if they're feeling like, what if I'm just never going to meet that person, right? If there's only like an imprint of maybe a few men that are going to imprint on my match, right? Then am I just going to have to sift and sift and sift and sift? What would you say to that? No. <laughs> the, more, <laughs> the more you get rid of all the affectations and all the personas, and the more you fall in love with those affectations and personas. I know that sounds terrible and confusing. You want to get rid of them. No, you want to fall in love with them. And then they start to fade of their own accord. They begin to trust you. You start to become more centralized as you. It just starts to feel easier, more graceful, more natural. I start to tear up right now when I'm hitting a real thing that I feel or believe. That's where you want to be. You may tingle. You may all of a sudden relax for a second. You may all of a sudden unwind for a second. That's you. That feels like you. You go, oh, I'm home with me. That is what's going to attract the most men. In other words, what you have done is removed the blocks to you. Men are curious about that. They are absolutely gobsmacked by vulnerability. Vulnerability, and we could talk about this later, is a completely different thing than drama or, you know, loudly complaining or, or being angry or a great many emotions that some of us lean into rather than other emotions because we're blocking those real emotions from ourselves. So like we feel bad and hurt and sad. And so we concoct anger right? Or we're feeling afraid. 
And so we concoct bravado. And that just puts us in our masculine energy. That just completely blocks his interest. So if we just stay in our feminine energy, feeling like us, just feeling as uncomfortable as we feel and letting everybody know, I'm feeling uncomfortable, that is what's going to attract 99% of men to start with. They're just going to feel comfortable with you. Remember this. This is really important to everybody. Men feel terrible about themselves. All men, no matter how brave and confident they seem, they feel terrible about their urges and their sexuality and there's everything about them. They usually have, you know, worked through enough if they seem confident to you and loving, worked through their bad feelings about themselves. Maybe they've done some work or had some therapy or they had a really nice family that, you know, helped them work through stuff. But almost all of them feel bad about themselves. And you telling him stuff like, uh, oh, how do you feel? Or how do you feel about me? Or do you want to be committed to me? Or all that stuff is just like going to push him backwards and make him go, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Whereas just taking him in and going, wow, I can feel how important that is to you. Or wow, I, I really feel connected to your dream. Or wow, you sound so, you know, like that's so important to you. He feels heard. He feels wow, gotten. It's like, and that's how he sheds his personas and starts to open up. And that's how he starts to feel love. Because until then, he's just blocked. And the more we try to open him up, the more blocked he's going to be. So they feel terrible about themselves. So the more we show how we are okay with ourselves and sharing our most flawed characteristics, the more he is willing to be the hero he wants to be. Oh, I love that. Is, is, you know, it's complex because we're also you know, tied into this not me place. Yeah. Especially with life. With social media too, it's just constantly encouraging us to show up in a certain identity. Yeah. And not just be okay with the identity of who we are. I remember there was a, a phrase that stuck with me from the moment that I learned and worked with you. You said something like, when you learn to accept and love your ugly parts, you're showing him that it's okay and safe to love his ugly parts. Exactly. Beautifully said. Thank you. And I feel like that just sums up exactly what you're sharing here. Just being able to hold space for him to feel safe, to be all of himself by showing him, not telling him, it's okay, you can do that, you can do that, you can be everything you want. Tell me, tell me how you feel by demonstrating it in yourself. You're showing and demonstrating that, that it's safe for him to do that too. And you're right. That is, that is what they want, isn't it? They don't, they don't need another buddy. They don't need another friend. They need someone to hold them in that space of loving, nurturing energy. Yes. Yes. And to just build on what you just said, I talk about this a lot. We are so used to reacting. We react to something somebody says, something somebody does. We react. We activate our patterns, our old patterns, the way we think, the way our neural pathways work. And what I really want to teach and 
open up is this concept of just responding, not reacting, and the difference between the two. Responding is, yeah, take a breath. Just don't open your mouth. Don't do anything. Don't react. Just feel your reaction. Feel how you want to react and lean forward and say something and fix something and, and be angry. Whatever it is that you're feeling or be sad or apologize or, you know, all the different reactions that we individually and uniquely have and instead respond with, I hear you. Wow. That felt. And that maybe it sound like a secret, but it is totally natural for you. Once you start doing that, it's going to feel so, oh, so relaxed. It's going to feel so, I don't have to do anything. I can just hear, I can just be here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Taking you out of the head into the heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of steer this now into women that are kind of in a relationship with a man, but they're finding that they're hitting a wall, right? They they want their partner to open up. They want to have that emotional intimacy, but maybe their partner hasn't really been able to go there yet. Do you think that it's possible for a woman to actually open up a man? Or do you feel like if they're hitting that wall, that that's just a red flag and that they should, shouldn't even try? That is probably one of the biggest questions that any one of us would get. And let's tear it apart. First of all, how long have you been with this person? Uh, why are you exclusive with this person if you don't feel secure in that they want what you want? That's the first question you want to ask yourself. If you're not committed, if you don't have a ring, if you are in an exclusive relationship with that person and you don't feel like they are behaving like a partner and you don't feel the commitment being there, why are you exclusive? This is what circular dating is all about. And what if you're like I was when my marriage was feeling like that? Married, maybe married with a child. Uh, red flags won't cut it. You know, it's too late for red flags at both of those places. Right now, you got to ask yourself, am I, and this is going to be a big question, first of all, is this something in his ability that I need to look at? Is this something that he wants to shift? Or is it something he's going to fight me to the death? Or is it me trying to push him away? And this is where I come in as a coach, where you come in as a coach, is how do we push men away? Because we are more terrified of intimacy than men are. Mm. Much more terrified. We don't want to be, I'm going to use the big word, subsumed. We do not want to be held in a cage. We're now, as women, just starting to become autonomous, to feel that we might be in charge of our lives, and we're all having difficulty with it in one way or another. And we don't want somebody to rule us. And a lot of men who are masculine energy feel like they're trying to control. A lot of men in feminine energy are also feeling like they're trying to control us. And we back away. But instead of backing away appropriately in circular dating, saying, not sure I feel right now, we do things to deliberately push him away. We get into our masculine energy, we get angry, and you say, why did we do, why did you do that? We judge him silently in our heads. How many of you are doing that? Judge him silently. I certainly do that every day of my life with my husband. And I have to go, oh, ha, that's the old me. That's, that's the old thing. Or actually, I feel that right now. But wait a minute. You want 
to use the tools here that I have, and I'm sure Teal has them, the tools of how do I shift from trying to push him away because it scares me and learn the tools to respond and shift your uh, pushing into a hearing and a, and a taking in and a loving. And it's a whole different thing. It's a whole thing that I base on what I call the want, the feminine want. Yeah, that was helpful. Oh my gosh. You said so many profound things. And I think one of the biggest things there was probably a lot of women are going, oh, damn, (laughs) she just hit it. She just brought it, right? Is how many of us are actually blaming or looking at them when it's really about us not being okay or comfortable going into our own place in our hearts. Yeah, I know that's what it was for me too. I didn't think I was pushing men away, but I was so deeply afraid subconsciously of letting a man in that I would only let them go so far. And then they go, okay, well, you know, it seems great, but there's no depth. So I'm bored. I don't really want this. So we really do have to kind of take that first step and make make sure that we are fully ready to receive, right? <laughs> so that we can deliver. And it's interesting that you said just to kind of like bring the themes through. In the beginning, you were saying, you know, men will imprint with your authenticity, but you have to actually show your authentic self. So that's number one, right? And then number two is, okay, maybe you're in a relationship with someone, but you don't think they're really able to drop in and be be deep and be intimate. But are you actually, again, showing your full authentic self? Are you allowing them to see your heart and feel your heart? So it's like this theme of like, okay, we keep thinking it's them, but actually (laughs) a lot of times it's us. And that's hard to hear and that's hard to swallow. So I appreciate Rory for just calling it out, right? Because a lot of times it feels very powerless in relationships. We feel like we have no control. We feel like there's two people in this and we're trying everything we can and being women, we're the ones doing all the work, right? And why isn't it changing? But are you really doing the right work? Are you really actually hitting it where it maybe feels uncomfortable and going into it there? Yes. And let me add a third thing here because just just pinged me, which is, are you speaking up? I know that most women and me and everybody I met, women are angry at men. They didn't do anything. They're really angry at themselves because they let 10 years go by without telling them that this is what they wanted. And they just kept sweeping it under the rug or letting it go or getting angry mm-hmm. and, and all the time and talking about it, but never actually doing anything about it, never saying, you know, this is what I really want and what I need, and not standing for not doing it, you know. I need for us to go to therapy about this. I need us to speak to a counselor about this. I need us to have sex regularly every week. Mm-hmm. I need us, you know, there's no, you don't get out of it. Yeah. I need this. I need that. I need to not feel that anger coming at me anymore. I need, yeah. I can't handle these words anymore. Yeah. I, I, I need to feel safer in this area. Whatever it is, if we're just let it go, we're going to be so angry at ourselves that we're going to be so angry at him and think he's all wrong. And really, he's just being completely oblivious. They are. everything's okay 
They are. It's, it's so weird <laughs> how much of a disconnect there can be and how much they do. They don't see everything that we're squirming inside with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. No, Differences. I remember, yeah, my girlfriend recommended me to you back way back in the day. And I just felt such a resonance with you. And it was interesting because in working with you to heal my relationship, it's actually what kickstarted me into becoming a relationship coach because I just wanted to master this world so much. <laughs> I wanted to understand every nuance of it and really embody it more than just, you know, uh, being able to make, get some results. And I know that that's something that you do even to this day, that you teach women how to even become relationship coaches. And it's such a beautiful kind of opportunity, I think, that, you know, is not something you wouldn't necessarily think about. But it's like, if I actually really want to master this world and really know that I'm setting myself up for success for life in my relationship let alone teaching all of my community and my friends and my family and everyone else that really needs help, you know, I would definitely consider actually becoming a coach and, and learning this and becoming skilled in those, those qualities, because it's really not until you begin teaching it that you really learn it and know it and be able to embody it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that and like your whole coaching training program and, and how you really take women through that? Well, that's lovely. And I love the way you describe that. And that is so true. I don't really do much outreach or advertising of the coach training among people who are looking to become coaches, business things. It's more like you, know, you come through my system after a while and you just kind of start to work with coaches and see what that methodology is. It's, it's a kind of a well-kept secret how it works <laughs> and shockingly enough almost all my brilliant working coaches and uh, that is another thing the track record i don't take that many because it's all actually one-to-one -one work it's not like you're gonna watch you are gonna watch tons of videos and stuff like that but you can work one-to-one -one with uh me and, and master coach teachers who are famous like you <laughs> Already, they just like to teach because when you're teaching, you are getting even deeper into the work with yourself, which is so much fun once you get going. <laughs> so it's it's more like you come in, you stew, and you go, oh my gosh, I wouldn't mind making money at this because you start helping people start asking you, your girlfriends start asking you, how did you do that? How did you turn that around? And you go, well... I just, you know, and then they kind of, what, what, what? And before you know it, you're doing little workshops. And before you know it, uh, you have better find out how to do it. <laughs> and and that's how we run RCT or the Rotary Method of Coaching. And it's just been something I do. We don't really take more than 20, more in a year, 20 women in a year. And, you know, cast of five it feels more like being an actress and an artist more than anything else it's unlike coaching and it's unlike therapy um you probably met with a coach or a therapist who does some kind of role playing well what if he's there well this is what we do big because the whole concept is when you work with a coach you should have a visceral response you should feel right away you should feel the melting of the outside persona and feel yourself you should start to feel emotion because this is what's going to change your life 
quickly. And somebody who keeps you in your head the whole time, not going to help you. So we get you into your feminine energy real fast, and then we help you stay there. And then we help you use words that help you stay there. And we help you feel the differences in your actions and your patterns and to keep moving into feminine energy rather than reacting from masculine energy. And after a very short while, as a client, you start to feel how that works. And as a student of mine, you start, we have these incredibly structured tools. And remember, I, I'm a, I was an actress and a director. So that's where all this comes from. This directing, making a movie with your client. And the training itself is just pretty mind-blowing. And some women come to it just for the self-development and their own relationship because they're able to work one-to-one -one and with me. And financially, it, it really works out after five months. It's it's not over the top at all. As a matter of fact, we're probably way under. But anyway, <laughs> that's how it works. And anybody in 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 your world, Teal, who's interested in talking to Naomi Thompson, myself, so Natalie to Love about what it would be like to be in the training now, it hasn't changed that much. Only thing that's changed is probably the business aspect of it, really incorporating everything that's going on out there now and helping you stay in your feminine energy with it rather than go crazy because you're watching <laughs> yeah. everybody else do it and you're mm -hmm. hearing all these people pushing you to push and to be successful without doing that, which I have a feeling Teal would be brilliant at. Mm. <laughs> That sounds fabulous. And I love that nothing has really changed much except adapting to the modern day, you know, because that really, <laughs> speaks, that really speaks to the power of it, you know, and, and I remember going through it and it was so beautiful to see your method of taking all of your expertise from your actress days and your director days and, and infusing that into it. It's such a unique approach and it really works and it's really helpful. So yeah, if any ladies are interested in Using coaching to become just a better version of themselves to heal their relationship or and or to help their their friend friends and family or even to end up making money of it as a side business, I, I highly encourage you to reach out to Roy. Um, she is truly the best. And uh, yeah, it's been so fun to get to talk to you and have this experience, getting to just dive in deep on all things relationships. I will leave Roy's link so you can follow her and explore more about her world if you're interested. And thank you again for taking the time today. It was great connecting.